6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Let's take a look at what happened at the uh, party conventions over the weekend. Both the uh, Liberals and the NDP held theirs. Now, we know that last month the Conservatives held their first under the leadership of Aaron O'Toole. Um, many are saying that Justin Trudeau's speech wrapping up the Liberal convention sounded very much like the launch of an election campaign. You know that the minority Liberal government could fall. If all three of the main opposition parties were to vote against the budget set to be unveiled in a little more than a week on uh, April 19th. So uh, we know, though, the NDP have indicated they don't intend to trigger an election. It doesn't seem like any of the opposition parties want to go to the polls at this point or can go to the polls at this point money wise. But we know that the prime minister could decide to pull the plug himself. Will he? Well, let's take a look at it all. We're joined this afternoon by Dr. Lydia Miljohn, an associate professor, political science at the University of Windsor. Dr. Miljohn, welcome back to the show. My pleasure. (laughs) My goodness. What's going on in Ontario these days? Just hearing that uh, schools have been, uh, students being sent back home again on the COVID front, uh, back to uh, at-home learning. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty grim here. I mean, we're back to our lockdown situation, so it's as if the whole year didn't happen. We're we're back shuttered in our homes, and uh, the case counts are up, and things are pretty bad apparently in the ICUs. So we're just going to try to get as many people vaccinated as soon as possible. Keep working on that one, and I think vaccines, vaccines, Lydia, are going to play a big role on whether or not we go to the polls here in the next couple of months. Let's first start with with this. We know that uh, you know some liberal insiders are suggesting that there could be an election this summer, provided the vaccine rollout is going smoothly, the pandemic is brought under control, the vaccine rollout right now not really going as smooth as as smooth as what people would like to see would you agree with those insiders and what they're saying well on the vaccine rollout i think the rollout's going smoothly it's just the supply is is what the problem is i mean i know for myself because i live in a hot spot area you know i was able to get an appointment it just took a while you know once once you get an appointment you can get the shot but the problem is it was hard to get the appointment in the first place the issue about a election i i can certainly see a summer election or, or early fall election if the vaccines come in right if if the government is able to say see we got you know 100 million vaccines and everyone's vaccinated who want to be vaccinated then they're going to obviously want to trigger an election based on that win and and i can see the the prime minister essentially going to the governor general if he actually has a governor general by then or at least the the chief of the supreme court to trigger an election that is certainly in the cards uh, however if we aren't able to get a handle on the variants if there's delays in shipments of the vaccine then i think all bets are off i don't think that the government would want to trigger an election quite frankly the only, that's the only way we're going to have an election um mm in the fall is if is if justin trudeau goes uh, triggers one because the ndp have consistently throughout this minority Mm -hmm. government propped it up and they do not have an appetite to vote against uh, the liberals 
So having said that, I mean, uh, Justin Trudeau's speech, his wrap-up speech at the convention was very much uh, taking aim at the Conservatives, very much taking aim at Aaron O'Toole. It sounds like we could be on that slow build to an eventual election, just given the sound of it. And we know oftentimes that happens, right? We start seeing announcements being made. We see the rhetoric being ramped up, all of that sort of thing. It is just just pinpointing in right now that uh, that uh, that speech from the prime minister was really on the conservatives and the bloc on the weekend yeah i mean i think he, he was certainly signaling what direction he'd like the government to go into and who he thinks his his main opponents are i thought it was quite amazing throughout that whole speech i don't think he mentioned the ndp even once no. even though they were having a, a, a policy convention at the same time so that just tells you how much they don't think that the NDP are in contention. And in fact, they just take the ideas of the NDP and, and pass it off as their own ideas. So clearly, uh, he showed that he was very much focused on attacking the Conservatives uh, and Aaron O'Toole, and in particular, trying to pick up more votes in Quebec. He also, I noticed, or at least maybe I couldn't hear it, I didn't hear him talk anything about the West. Yeah. <laughs> like Alberta was not mentioned, mm -mm. Saskatchewan mm, apparently doesn't exist. Yeah. So um, that tells you as well that he is really focused on Quebec and Ontario riding. You know, it was interesting. He um, he urged uh, one of the, the the quotes that was uh, from him. He was urging liberals to reach out to friends and neighbors who planted a quote a blue, orange, or green lawn sign during the 2019 campaign to spread word about the liberal plan. And then you look at some of the resolutions. You look at some of the policy resolutions that the liberals uh, approved. And you know, if they wind up in the liberal platform, really, as you mentioned, taking from uh, the NDP and, and Greens. Plan Playbooks, really, you talk about uh, UBI, Universal Basic impact, uh, Income, National Pharmacare, uh, National uh, Enforcement Standards for Long-Term Care Homes. These are all things that those parties have been talking about. So it really looks like, as well, he's trying to pull from that, saying, hey, you know what, these guys aren't going to get you anywhere, but I'm going to do this the same as these parties. Come over here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's certainly keeping the party to the left of the political spectrum, and it's worked obviously well for him quite well since, since 2015, uh, to a lesser extent in 2019. Uh, certainly there is a, you know, it, you know the, the thing about these policy conventions, they are interesting exercises because they don't become official government part policy right is is what the party is is what the party would like to put in the platform but it doesn't necessarily mean that it is going to be the party's platform the platform of the party is really whatever the prime minister or the leader of the party seeks it to be and we saw that even with the conservatives you know despite the fact that the rank and file members voted against that resolution regarding climate change you know Aaron O'Toole is still going to have a policy on climate mm -hmm. change um, and so these are really ways to get some PR, you know, have us talk about the parties since we have been talking about them for quite some time. Um, you know, this today was busy for me, but I've been kind of, you know, I've been sitting by the phone for a whole month, nobody's called me. So, I, you know, that tells me that these things, at least for that respect, they, they got what they wanted, which was you know, pundits like myself talking about them. But apart from that, I don't think it changes the direction of the, the party or the government. And we'll know that for sure next week, as you said, when we have the the uh, the budget. I don't think there's going to be universal basic income in that budget.
Oh yeah, well, I mean, we need to find some <laughs> find some money for some other things first. Dr. Lydia Miljohn talking about uh, the uh, the the conventions that were held over the weekend, the Liberal Party and uh, the NDP uh, convention, and we'll continue on with the uh, the Liberals this afternoon. What do you make of Mark Carney uh, showing up at this thing? Awkward. <laughs> I, I, I think that the Liberals love it, but I just. I just think it's going to be awkward for them because if he were a successful candidate, what role would the prime minister put him in? Finance? That wouldn't look good because he has his first finance minister, Christian Freeland. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what job they would think he would do. It makes sense. He'd be finance minister, former Bank of Canada governor, and also former, I think he was in, he was the governor exchequer in the United Kingdom. Um, so is he coming in with the with the Liberals to replace either Christian Freeland or Justin Trudeau? And that's the question I'd have for him. Well, wasn't he sniffing around or wasn't there talk back, I think, after uh, Michael Ignatieff back in 2011 after that disaster that, uh, you know, was kind of sniffing around, maybe thinking or there was talk that he could possibly, you know, take a run at the leadership at that time? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, uh, I mean, certainly that's the case. And you know, prime ministers only have such a long, mm-hmm. so long of a shelf life. So, yeah, I think that this bringing Mark Carney in, it would certainly bring in an interesting um, leadership race between someone like Christian Freeland and Mark Carney. Mm-hmm. But there could be other people as well. But nonetheless, it, you know, as it stands in terms of the status quo, I really don't know what. Yeah position you'd have him in i guess there are there there's foreign affairs and things like that but the optics are really bad in terms of finance you couldn't i just i just don't i think it'd be untenable for justin Trudeau to replace christian freeland with another man it would just be very bad optics uh you wouldn't it be uh yeah for sure so this budget uh, april 19th the federal budget uh, coming down it's going to be the first budget in two years uh we know that uh there's just uh, we're in a deficit close to what 400 billion dollars uh what are you expecting what are you expecting lydia well it's got to be something about the recovery i mean certainly they've talked a lot in their you know preparation for the last six months about you know having this be a, a build back better yeah. whatever you know it's uh, apart from the alliteration they've been sort of low on the details but i suspect that there's going to be you know a lot of goodies for um transitioning to a low carbon economy there's obviously going to be more focus on women and gender equality again because a lot of their talking points have been how the pandemic has disproportionately affected women um but i guess what i'm really looking for is <laughs> much like many people is how do they plan you know these all sound good on paper but how do you pay for them how do you pay for them exactly exactly want to switch just uh for a moment or two to talk about uh, the new new democrats they held their uh convention over the weekend as well uh rough going by all accounts tech wise and uh some folks were getting pretty uh we're getting some pretty we're getting pretty concerned and, and frustrated with that were you paying much attention uh, quite frankly no because i just know that these things are you know they're 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 really inside baseball kind of things and they're really for the 
party faithful. Mm. Um, and, you know, tech difficulties, I think we're all somewhat forgiving. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who, who among us has not been on mute and not known they've been on mute? You know, things like that. So um, I don't think that's going to be something that you're going to really judge the, the party for overall. I think for them, the biggest challenge was just to get into the news cycle compared to the Liberals. I think it was, I don't know who did the planning, but having both of the party um, conventions on the yeah. same weekend really did hurt the NDP and it really stole their thunder. Yeah, without a doubt. All right, uh, Dr. Miljohn joining me this afternoon. Always great talking with you. Thanks for this. We'll uh, we'll do it again soon. I won't keep you waiting for a month. <laughs> okay, my pleasure. Nice talking to you. Yeah, take care. <laughs> Dr. Miljohn, a poli-sci prof uh, out of the University of Windsor and uh, we've been fortunate to have her join us over the past, uh, over the past year, year and a half uh, or so, giving her insight into uh, the political landscape in Canada right now.